Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Couple of Hoosiers Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Kurtz, and uh, my co-host for today is going to be a little different because uh, my brother Brad is unfortunately over in Ukraine fighting a war. He's fighting against Putin for the rights of gay men to be impregnated. That is... 100 There's no way that could be a lie. I mean, it. Hey, it. I'm breaking the news now. That's that's the reason why the war is going on. You heard it here first. But uh, today, my uh, co-host is going to be my other brother, Danny Kurtz. Danny, if you would like to introduce yourself. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Daniel Kurtz. Uh, yes, I'm the second brother of the Kurtzes here. I like to think that I'm the smartest of all of them, but uh, that's just because I think I'm. Smart. Literally nothing to do with any facts. It's just my own thoughts. So, but no, yeah. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah. So today's episode, we are going to be uh, jumping into the issues of uh, schooling. Uh, somewhat in uh, Indiana, but it's it's pretty much going on all over the country right now. So we're gonna dive into that topic and. Uh, share our thoughts, our feelings about it. And we're going to start this off with a wonderful TikTok video that I saw on Twitter that I thought was inspiring. It is provided to us by Libs of TikTok. If you're on Twitter, follow them. They're hilarious. But let's uh, listen to this real quick. Oh boy. So yeah, that's uh that's a teacher. What are your thoughts on that, Danny? I didn't I, I didn't actually hear any of that. You didn't hear any of that? Oh, I'm like, are you gonna play it yet? Are you gonna play it? Um Oh, ha. technical difficulties. Uh, I am uh, slightly retarded at this uh, whole Zoom thing, and I forgot to hit share sound. So uh, the audience is probably going to hear this for a second time, but Danny needs to hear it for the first time. So yeah, I like to be in the party. That's all. I yeah, mean. yeah. That's you got to be in the party. So let's uh, give this another go at it, and we'll see how this goes. This isn't super loud because it exploded in my ears. A four-year-old in my class today was naming all the girls in class. And then she said my name. And I just tell her, I'm not a girl. Don't include me. And then another four-year-old whipped around. She's like, mixed kid is a people. <laughs> and another four-year-old at a different table looks at her and goes, they're a they. Made my non-binary teacher heart very happy today. 
You heard it that time? I heard it that time. I kind of wish the first time was honestly the better time when I did. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that the uh, teacher of your dreams for your uh, children when they? Uh... <sighs> yeah, nothing like sending my child to get an education and having them come back completely and utterly confused about everything in life. Everything. You're a, you're a they. You're a people. What is a they? This is what happens when we, yeah. So <clears throat> we've substituted truth, beauty, and goodness for, hey, you know, whatever we feel like doing uh, today is going to be our uh, go to. And so now you have a teacher of, I'm assuming preschoolers saying, I am a people and a they or a there or a they, zer, I don't know. <laughs> Certainly not a she. That's that that would just be uncalled for, just being a she. Just being a simple she. I know pronouns are tough, especially for four-year-olds. So. Yeah. So the other thing is, it's it's great that we have enlightened and woke four-year-olds that just understanding. Yeah. Not carry pronouns and uh, the non-gendered people. I don't know if non-gendered, black, gender, whatever they want to be. Right? It's their world. They're Illusion. They are their own god. They are their own god. They are their demons. They worship themselves. Yep. <laughs> now, uh, sticking with uh, this, I'm going to go ahead and show you another uh, wonderful uh, TikTok video from here. Now, the audience isn't going to be able to understand uh, what exactly is going on with this one. Um, pretty much, it is a elementary school that decided to throw a pride parade in their school and it's it's wonderful uh let's go ahead and play it took the audience all these people walking around first and foremost they're wearing masks Oh, geez. So, yeah, let's stop that. I'm glad they were wearing masks, though. Yeah, yeah. Safety first. Safety first, you know. Last thing I want them to do is walk around with their faces shining. And again, <laughs> that's dangerous. People be able to see each other's faces. You have to trust the science that is thrusted upon us by our uh, wonderful experts that are provided to us by the government fancy that <laughs> just, uh, the government's always the one that you need to trust the most they're never here to hurt you government knows some... best <clears throat> the, the ten scariest words is i'm from the government and i'm here to help <laughs> <laughs> no doubt no doubt yeah. all right price yeah. rates in a public school yep now, with all that being said, we're going to get into uh, the topics for today and uh, what we have going on is Indiana was uh, attempting to pass a couple bills earlier this year, and uh, they got thrown out in the Senate. 
Uh, one of them was House Bill 1134 and Senate Bill 167. Now, both of these were um, called Education Matters. And pretty much what they were um, was an attempt to uh, stop the uh, teachers from kind of pushing their opinions on uh, the students when it comes to uh, what they're teaching about, um, when it come when it really when it uh, applies to like uh, race and nationality and all that stuff. Um, but we have this uh, article right here from the National Review talking about this and what was I seeing? Uh, I think this was just talking about, yeah, we're actually going to go into um, these. We're going to play these videos right here. I'm going to start off with this one. This one was uh, about uh, House Bill um, 1134, and we're going to go ahead and play this. Tonight, we want to take you over to the Indiana State House, where lawmakers are working to advance bills ahead of key deadlines this week. Sierra Putman joins us live outside the Senate chambers, and I understand, Sierra, lawmakers say bills that don't advance this week are set to die, and you have some breaking news for us right now. We did. We just learned that that controversial school bill, HB 1134, was just killed. Lawmakers took two recesses today to discuss some of these controversial bills. And just a few minutes ago, we had GOP leaders say at this moment, that bill just isn't advancing. This is um, what some groups were chanting about um, earlier today. And that was a group with the NAACP. They were pushing and urging lawmakers to kill HB 1134. And hours after they were chanting, that's exactly what happened. Now, this bill was drafted in response to critical race theory debates. Much of it was already gutted. However, this bill is now officially dead. Now, senators, they have until tomorrow to advance certain bills. We're going to continue to monitor what they do. One bill that we're paying attention to is a bill that would impact transgender girls and their ability to play on sports teams. But remember we said, just because a bill dies doesn't mean um, the idea dies. Sometimes the idea is just on life support. GOP leaders have said that they are still interested in possibly using some of the language from the um, constitutional carry bill. And then again, they just told us a few moments ago they may advance some of the language in that controversial school bill, HB 1134, that was just killed tonight. So, yeah. Um... Now, this article goes into um, explaining that opponents of the bill were calling it racist and dangerous and... Um, Which we all know if a conservative bring forth an idea that the liberals don't like, you know, the first attack is a well, little racist. It's racist. <laughs> I'm not going to actually... Bear, like, it's just, it's racist, so you can't do it because, you know, racism is the big catcher. We don't know what racism is, but it's racist. Just don't do it. Racism is whatever we don't like. That is that is the yeah. definition. 
But uh, looking at uh, the bill, but uh, looking at the bill here, um, let me see real quick. Where was it? Right here. Pretty much uh, what these bills are doing is uh, provides that a school corporation or qualified school shall not promote certain concepts as part of a course of instruction or in a curriculum or instructional program or allow teachers or other employees to use supplemental learning materials to promote certain concepts regarding sex, race, ethnicity, religion, color, or national origin. Another thing that these uh, bills go into is um, uh, collecting like data and uh, uh, recording like a report of what they're actually teaching in the class and posting that it on there. And a lot of people were saying that uh, that would be too much for the teachers to do. But I don't know. I think I think a lot of it is just uh, the people opposing the bill didn't even actually um, look at it look at what it was uh saying and all that uh yeah when i when i read this bill because it popped up a couple months ago i think it was when i saw it maybe sooner mm -hmm. uh and i saw some of the criticisms and i didn't really catch any substantive criticizing or any substance in the criticism all i heard kept hearing was it's racist and it's too much work for the teachers and i'm like wait a minute <clears throat> so the way i understand it it's essentially it's saying we're not going to use uh, third-party curriculums that would push critical race theory or anything else. And if a parent has an issue with that, they can bring that up and petition that school corporation, strike that from it. Mm -hmm. And then even would force school systems to show all that they're teaching. I don't understand why that's race. I mean, I understand that people believe critical race theory is, or opposing critical race theory is racist. But again, that critical race theory is just that. It's a theory that's used in, in college, upper level education. Yeah. When you talk about it, used in lower level, which they're going to use it anyways because that's the whole point that pushes the you know, the Marxist ideals. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to push that into education. Uh, but yeah, I, I never saw a good argument against it other than it's racist, which it's not. And it, it's, it's almost too much work for the teachers. It's almost pretty much the same as uh, what's going down in Florida with the "Don't Say Gay" bill that they're calling it. When if you actually look yeah. into the bill, there's no, <laughs> there's no part of the bill where it says you cannot say gay. Progressives uh, are great at rhetoric, uh, so they know how to spin a story mm -hmm. and make it catch headlines. And run. When I first saw the Florida, it said "Don't Say Gay" bill. I'm like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Like, I would not ever name a bill. <laughs> don't say gay and pass it through the i mean the cultural zeitgeist of the day is homosexuality like you don't fight that like that right uh, no. and then you read the bill and you realize what's talking about it all they're telling hey we can't we shouldn't be grooming children yeah. into sexual uh sexual talks like I, uncle sam shouldn't tell or teachers specifically especially in those grades it was, it was under fourth grade shouldn't be talking about sex with students that's yeah. just asinine asinine yeah. but yeah it, it should be left to the parents and I get, that, I get that there are parents out there that are to put it frankly 
shitty parents and probably can't teach their kids right from left and up and down. But I mean, it when I don't know, I, I, I really don't understand the logic behind uh, people on the left trying to uh, trying to push it on the government as it is as it's their responsibility because then it just becomes what they're trying to push out and uh that gets into another topic that we're going to be uh discussing which is uh sel the uh social and emotional uh learning program that's being put into schooling but well and i think so when you look when you look back at house bill uh what they were trying to get through and this speaks to i think the lack of courage that we have in the indiana state house uh, it was it was a simple bill. <clears throat> the majority of the state wanted it. Majority of the legislators wanted it, but the teachers union was fiercely against it. If you look at Indiana State's uh, spending, the mo- vast majority of our money, like <clears throat> overwhelming amount of our money, goes to schools. Mm-hmm. We spend most of our money on the Department of Education. So who has the most strength in the state of Indiana? It's the <clears throat> it's the teachers union, which oh, yeah. is probably the worst union we have in the state because they allow terrible teachers and they push terrible ideas onto her i mean there's one thing that you can always say about public education is not provided an educated public <laughs> it's failed on multiple levels multiple. Uh, but all they say is i need more money more money to fix it more money let's raise taxes we need more money more money more money more money more and it's money. not to actually fix it it's to pay them more to continue to buy a subpar level of education uh, to the community <clears throat> um, as if uh, yeah but no, we have weak lawmakers. Uh, mm-hmm. Governor Holcomb, yeah. I'm surprised he let the cost carry go through. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really thought that he was going to let that slide through the seven <clears throat> days and just be like, I don't want to touch it. I just want to save political face. And Yeah. Yeah. But. Yep. Yeah. I saw He's... that go through and I was like, oh, my God. He actually did it. That was but... my Because I, I, I had heard that he could. He could sit back and not sign it, and it would just become law. Mm-hmm. If he didn't veto or sign it, it would just become law. And I thought, well, that's, good. that's what he's going to do. He's too much mm-hmm. of a coward to even put his name on a bill like that. But I think on the flip side, he signs this, makes it a bill, but then ban- or vetoes the transgender ban, which is like, that's why he did it. I mean, the only reason you signed the Constitution of Gary is because you could turn around and say, well, it's okay. I, I, I kicked back the transgender bill, so now I'm, I'm still moderate. I'm still I'm still on your guys' side. He's a coward. But yeah. It's built <clears throat> no reason to get shot down. Uh, clarity for the parents that are, you know, <clears throat> that are forced to send their kids to public schools. And frankly, I mean, the amount of money that every, every citizen that owns a house or has property pays for these government schools, we should know exactly what they're teaching. All like it should be public knowledge. Like, you should almost record classrooms. I, I was like, just getting ready I to say that. I mean, if cops have to wear a camera, so you teachers. Can get audio. Yeah, like, I mean, these people, like I said, a ton of money, a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, we debilitate they the money for it. Uh, seniors. Yeah, we debilitate seniors that are on a limited income with property tax and keep trying to raise it on them and, you know, push referendum after referendum after referendum uh, to saddle these people with debt or, you know, taxes that they can't afford. Mm-hmm. And these teachers say, oh, it's too much work. Are you kidding me? Like, you get tons of money. Like, I get. I get that the, the teacher doesn't get that money because it's all wrapped up mm-hmm. in the, <clears throat> the bloated administration, but still, like, it, 
irritating to say the least but yeah to say the least definitely all right now let's uh actually take a look at uh uh, our lawmakers in action on this uh, other bill. I got a little video here. Oh, this, this, that is the Senate bill. Yeah, the Senate bill. Um, this is uh, another bill that was killed. Matthew Brookenfield, is that correct? Close? Close. All right. Let's go ahead and take a listen. This is going to go a little bit longer. Uh, Margraf, following. Okay, I want to thank the chair and uh, the committee for their time. My name is Matt Bockenfeld, and I've taught U.S. history and ethnic studies at Fishers for seven years. I'm here for my students today who are wonderful and creative, and they want so desperately to gain the tools to breathe life into the American promise. My concern with the bill today lies in the passage that seems to ban curriculum that could encourage a student to experience discomfort or distress in relation to their identity. Respectfully, teachers don't understand what this means. In the lounge yesterday, some teachers were thinking that we're being called to transform our classrooms into pulpits of propaganda, where teachers have to wrap the flag over our students' eyes so that they don't question the noble origin of our nation. Others think it means we have to carefully police classroom conversations to prevent students from fully sharing their opinions about gender and race. Whatever the intent of this passage, the undeniable vagueness of its language ensures that it will have a chilling effect on the most important conversations in our classrooms. How do I tell students that they should not have discomfort to learn that at the same moment as Thomas Jefferson was crafting the foundation of our democracy, there were women from West Africa flinging themselves into the Atlantic, with infants in their arms to escape the terror and the torture of Jefferson's fledgling nation. How do I tell my students they should not be distressed to discover that the library at Monticello, where Jefferson began our great experiment in democracy, rests on a foundation riddled with the imprints of the fingerprints of the people who built the building. My fear is that this bill would have us teach 250 years of slavery and 90 years of Jim Crow, and then tell students that those years say nothing about who we are as a nation. That the millions of souls lost to this barbarity were just regrettable bystanders on our march towards justice, but that their lives were so meaningless that they don't define our story in any way. The truth is that history isn't comfortable. We have to wrestle with it and interrogate it to understand history is to understand that it lives in us. We carry it with us. Of course we are not guilty of the sins of our fathers, but we have a responsibility to the future of our children. American history is beautiful and it is terrible because it is human. It reflects humanity in all of our contradictions and our wonders. This bill has the potential to cheapen the complexity of that story. I'll leave you with the words of James Baldwin who said, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. We're standing in the hallways of power, but our classrooms are the soul of democracy, and we must protect them. Thank you so much. Senator yeah, so if you want to pause it right there, he ends that yeah. with, um, it's kind of a theory that, that follows through. It started like <clears throat> the idea that started from Horace Mann, uh, who started like really pushed, him and John Dewey really pushed the public school system. Uh, this idea that in the classroom is where we develop the idea of democracy. Whew. 
that's that's a tough one to really wrestle with because one, it doesn't even like you know the foundation of democracy or liberty in and of itself was founded on on a Christian concept, and so we say, hey, I want to devoid our schools of Christian concept, but at the same time, I want to talk to my students about the immorality uh, that our nation dealt with, uh, girl, you know, throughout mm-hmm. it. Like, but you don't have a system in which to to handle. Uh, that immorality and how we talk about that and how we deal with that going forward. We see injustice, so what's justice on that other side? But we can't talk about God in the school, so we have to replace it with a different kind of God. And mm-hmm. I think that's what this bill was driving for. It's like, hey, I want to push neutrality to its utter edges. That's what the bill was like. I don't, I don't want you to have like <clears throat> either you have a God uh, that says what's right and wrong. And we follow that or you don't like they want school to be neutral, which I, I deny that there is any neutrality. That's <clears throat> beyond their point. What they're arguing for the teachers who he even admitted didn't understand what the bill was trying to do, but they're against it. <laughs> like, Hey, I'm a teacher. Is, I'm against you know, we're it. Smart. Yeah. We're smart. You know I, I have, yeah, that's more what it is. It's going to mm-hmm. saddle me with the idea that I can't teach students whatever I want to teach them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like <clears throat> we're saying, you have to be neutral. Like that's you have to. You can't which, have it both ways. I don't. I don't buy it. Yeah. You. You either. You either push neutrality or you don't push neutrality. I personally think that the government should have very little say, if any say, in education, and that would make the problem easier. Uh, but then, of course, that goes back to these teachers wouldn't have the paycheck that they get for property taxes, because mm-hmm. if the state house doesn't have a say in how education is run, then they have to stop collecting taxes from them. And now these mm-hmm. teachers are out of a job and they have to prove their worth um, and they can't just sit by and be <clears throat> uh, be a public school teacher who, for the most part, has <clears throat> a, a failing job. Like, they, again, like I said, we haven't created an educated public. We don't teach students how to think critically anymore we teach yeah, them no. how to pass the test but that way but outcome based yeah, uh, education just, yeah that's what this op- like i just want you to pass this test to get your core 40 to get graduated and then good luck and, and then that, there's uh, a few people that i want to turn into my little propagandist and they'll go out there and go to college and become the good marxist that they want and <clears throat> that's their shave way. half their hair off and we'll also yeah the rest of it will be purple and they'll have, yeah, they'll, they'll fight the patriarchy or smash the patriarchy. They have no idea what they're talking about. I don't know. My professor told me that yeah. and it sounded good. All right. So we'll, we'll yeah. go ahead and, uh, like, I mean, it's like, it's, okay. Yeah. We could get, we could go to a lot of rabbit holes of what he was talking about. <laughs> right. But, uh, That's yeah, we'll, I think uh, the author of this bill is going to uh, give a response to him next. So we'll go ahead and listen to that real quick. Um, I guess I want to first start by thanking you for your testimony. But I also, as a history teacher, I, I feel like I need to correct you. And I, and I want you to read that sentence that you're concerned about with, with, with your question in mind. Your question is, how do I not tell my children that they shouldn't feel anguish for fill in the blank any of those atrocities that you mentioned that we can't ignore are actually factual? Read that if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Would you please read that sentence and tell me how you don't answer your own question? 
Okay, so the sentence was, how do I tell students they should not be distressed to discover that the library on Monticello was built by slaves? Yes. Right. So, so now, now read, read the, we keep just mischaracterizing this, so I just want to make sure we're saying the same thing, and this hasn't, maybe there's a better way to word it, but I, I'm struggling with how that might be. Can you read number eight? I'm sorry. I don't have That's number seven. Front of me. I don't have the bill in front of me, but I, I know that number I'll seven. read it. I'll please, read it. Please. If, uh, if I may. Which is sort of indicative of the concern that I have, that maybe it's, it's starting to take on uh, an, uh, a meaning or feeling, and people maybe haven't even read it. Um, the sentence says that a teacher can't tell a child that any individual should feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, responsibility, or enter their form of psychological distress on account of the individual's sex, race, ethnicity, color, national origin, or political affiliation. So when you ask that question again, that sentence answers it. You, you shouldn't tell them that they should or shouldn't feel anguish. You should just support them as their history teacher and provide factual data and be the purveyor data. of rationality, facts, and, and, and impartiality, basically. Can I respond? Yes. So I, I understand the perspective and I understand that the way you have phrased the bill comforts you in, in what you think. How do happen. I comfort you? So here's the problem, right? We had not even heard of critical race theory when we got online and saw that we were being accused of like masters of propaganda that were infiltrating the Wait, wait, let's, let's hold this to the bill. Nothing in the bill no, accuses no, no. you of anything and nothing in the bill says critical race theory. You just said, how do I tell a child that they shouldn't feel discomfort? I say you don't have to tell a child that they shouldn't feel discomfort. If, if, if I may, I think you're understanding my point. It's not that we're telling them. It's that parents suspect things that are okay, now that's happening in yeah, the classroom. Yeah. For example, um, I was teaching the most bland SEL lessons about like anger management when we found that some parents, and I don't think that they are being dishonest. They, I, they definitely believe this is happening, right? But they believe that something else is happening in our SEL classrooms that at least in my experience, I can't find anywhere. And I, I'm not suggesting that they're being dishonest, but I'm certainly not being dishonest either. And this bill opens up an avenue for parents who, as well-intentioned as they are, may have misunderstood something or have been misinformed or in the telephone all the way to them from the classroom there. They think something happened that didn't happen. How do I defend myself against that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know um, that you can, and I know this bill can prevent that. I don't know that currently that doesn't exist out there. I would just say that this shouldn't change anything that you're doing unless, of course, you're violating one of these things. And then I would encourage you to not do that. And I So, yeah. Yeah. So he's saying he's saying there that there's these atrocities that happen. Right. And, and so critical race theory or this idea of critical theory uh, usually boils down to. So you and me as white men, <coughs> heterosexual, cisgender, white men, Christians, I should feel shame uh, for what people, not necessarily in our line of family. It's not like a, not my grandpa or my great grandpa or my great 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 grandpa did, but other white European cisgender Christian men did. Um, we should feel shame for that. And so that's what this bill is saying. It's like you don't a teacher can report on the fact that yes, 
<clears throat> there were atrocities that happened in this nation, mm-hmm. but they can't turn around and say, you should feel like, how do you feel? How do you feel? How does that make you feel? How do you feel anguish? Yeah. Like, how do you like, <clears throat> and that's, that would be more of what the teacher should be doing. So how does that make you feel? Not leading them to say, you should feel angry. Like, doesn't that no anger you? To this. Like, <laughs> doesn't that make you feel sad? My grandparents, like, I'm, I'm fairly certain we come from a bunch of Anabaptists that were like probably abolitionists at the very least. They were certainly against slaves. They didn't own slaves. Like my my family never owned a slave, and so all of a sudden, like I They're should or my children, when I, if I send them, which probably yeah, <laughs> my children should feel anguish over something they had no contribution to. Mm-hmm. No, should they look at and say, "Man, it's terrible." Like it's no different than we look at what's happening in Ukraine. And, and it's like that's terrible that is awful i don't like I, that hurts uh but like now please pour me in my it's coffee. not like it's not my fault. yeah like it's not my fault like i can't i, I shouldn't be <laughs> saddled with guilt over this i mean hey Brad's so that's over, saying, like, Brad's over there uh he's uh he's taking our part in that and he's fighting the good fight for us he's, he's, he's taking yeah, all that responsibility uh, is that is that reparations <laughs> is that is that the reparations that we need to pay for as a family is that <laughs> they are indebtedness we said the youngest. Never... <laughs> that makes sense, though. Ah, uh, but yeah, yeah. You but know, I mean, he was big. even he was even uh, pointing out like you obviously didn't read this. I mean, you're bringing up critical race yeah. theory, and the bill doesn't even mention critical race theory. It and... mentions that. Yeah, no, what it says is, <clears throat> is that you can't do these certain things. And then the other point of it is, teacher, he and the teacher even talked about it. I feel like parents have this idea of what's happening when it's not really happening. Well, so let them know what you're teaching them. Like, so if you're, if you're exactly, if you put it on the record, let them know. if you put it on the record, then that would clear everything. If you just let oh, them also, see what you're teaching, be a better educator. So when the child goes home and tells their parent what's going on, they tell them the right stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So if you have a bunch of kids walking out of the classroom, they have no idea what just happened to them. Like maybe you're not doing a good job. Maybe we should get rid of you. Like there's there's so many issues, but no, we fight it because again, uh, teachers unions want ultimate control over what happens. They don't want the taxpayers and they don't want the legislators to have any control over how they teach. They want the cake and they want to eat it too. <laughs> like they don't, mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't want to pay for it on their own. <clears throat> they, it's fascinating. Now, real quick, I want to uh, talk about a uh, a book real quick that I read. See if it comes up on the United camera. States Socialist Republic. Yes, the United States Socialist Republic, the liberal Marxist machine and the man method and means to fundamentally transform America. Now this was written by H.G. Goiner. Goiner. He's got a weird last name. I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, he did a really good job with this book. Um, I would suggest... Uh, Anybody out there, uh, you can go uh, onto Amazon and find this book. I will provide a link for it, but I'm going to read a little uh, excerpt from the book. And it's it's a small little book. It's, it's nothing huge. You can, it, it's not a heavy read, but he, he does provide a lot of information in here uh, going from, um, uh, how Marxism is being pushed into our schools uh, through the educators and um, 
he provides a lot of detail in here and he provides, uh, he cites all of his sources and has a bibliography at the back where he, uh, lists all of his sources, but this is a, um, this is a little part out of his book that I'm going to read real quick. Um, Teachers as Purveyors of Culture Intolerance. Michelle Hernandez, author of Social Justice Projects in the Classroom, um, stated in her article, the belief that vulnerable young minds should be entrusted to teachers as educators. As educators, we're charged with preparing our students to be successful in life and productive members of society. But with all the focus on standardized tests and core curriculum, we've forgotten that the concept of literacy should also include culture and tolerance of diverse people and backgrounds. One of the best ways to develop cultural literacy is to help our students understand these goals is through social justice processes and projects, activities that develop a mindset of concern for our society's inequity in wealth, education, and privilege. These projects empower our students to affect change through awareness, advocacy, activism, and aid. That's interesting. <clears throat> but no, like, what he's pointing out there is you know, teachers are the ones that they're trying to use to push. Uh, teachers are the, the, the forefront of how they're trying to push socialism and Marxism, communism into the general public. Uh, it's true. I think one of the worst things conservatives can do is send their kid to a public school mm -hmm. uh, because that kid is not going to receive an education that's not pro propaganda. Right? This mm -hmm. idea, the, the whole idea of inequity as being an issue that we need to deal with is, <clears throat> I think you guys said it last week when you guys were talking about Marxism, um, it, it, it boils down to envy. Like there are people that are envious mm -hmm. of other stuff. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and so that, well, and then how do you solve that? How, and well, equity how, is uh, just, um, just a fancy word for uh, equal outcomes and it right. replacing like, yeah, like we said in the last episode, um, um, uh, I just had it there and it ran away from me. Uh, <laughs> but um, oh, I hate when I hit that brick wall. Yeah. Well, they want they want equal outcomes for everything, right? So they want mm -hmm. me and everybody else to go through the same exact stuff through life or different stuff and then have the same outcome. It'd be like saying it's it, there's some inequities when it comes to uh, <clears throat> like I'm not a multimillionaire basketball player or a football player i have no talents there like that's inequities mm -hmm. it wouldn't matter how hard i worked i have no talents there um, i can't play a piano to save my life can't carry a tune in a bucket uh so like i'm not going to be able to do that stuff you right. can't change the way god has doled out gifts and i think that's the, the the big root of it is when you see privilege they see that as a disaster right so like mm -hmm. let's say <clears throat> like, uh, definitely don't come from privilege like granted we're white uh, but we come from a Poor and family. We Ignore to, the silver spoon sticking out of my mouth. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we went to not the best public schools, right? Uh, they not were considered close to schools. Um, <clears throat> we didn't have that. We don't have privilege to speak of, but because of our color, they're saying that we have we have that privilege, right? So we're able to mm -hmm. go out and get a job because we're white. I would say that, especially in this in this economy. If you wanted a job, all you had to do is walk out and look for a hiring sign because they're everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. But they want to solve this 
But anyway, so there's privilege out there. There sure is privilege. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, there's white privilege. Uh, no, not white privilege. There's male privilege. There's female privilege. Uh, there's black privilege. Yeah, there's, mean, there's gay privilege. Uh, gay people have certain privileges. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> transgender people, like so, like you could have this male who's absolutely terrible at swimming. He says, all of a sudden, guess what? I'm a girl now, and now all of a sudden he has this transgender privilege where he can win, or she, or they, or Zay, whatever they want to call themselves. Right? It's their delusion. That's, that's an interesting story. I hope that never happens. <laughs> Theoretically. If they wanted to, if he wanted to join the women's swim team. And uh, say he was like 467th placed in the male swimming league, and then he joins uh, the females and just shoots up to first place. I mean, that would be be crazy. That would be ironic if it happened. But, yeah, that's (laughs) that's, so there is privilege out there. But that privilege, it's not. No one person gets that privilege. That privilege right. is doled out by God. So people get gifts, they get privilege that comes from God, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so people have these gifts. They're doled out that way. And what we do with them <clears throat> is up to us, right? Right. But someone who doesn't have that gift can't hate somebody else for something that God gave them, right? And that's what they want to do. They want to say, hey, I should be able to tear up a town because it's not right that white people have more privilege than me. <clears throat> Like it's envy. It boils down to the sin of envy. And they just, uh, but they want to use teachers to push it. And that's where, when that teacher said, I've never even heard of critical race theory. Well, you might not have heard of the theory itself. But if you went to a public university, you were taught Marxist communistic ideology, mm-hmm. right? Because it was, it was peppered. And what he was saying in his own speech, it was peppered there. Mm-hmm. Like I have to face, I have to deal with the atrocities and feel the anguish over those atrocities. Yep. No, you don't. Like you're not guilty of that. Yeah, it's like, and uh, another thing is, uh, all these teachers that are uh, out there saying we're not teaching critical race theory. Where it's not in the curriculum. You can't find it in the curriculum, and you don't have to have it in the curriculum to sit there and talk to your students and say, hey, you know, you know, all these white people in your class. Well, they probably hate you, and you should probably hate them, and. You know, you white kids over there, you should probably feel bad for all the things that people have done in the past. And I mean, it doesn't have to be in the curriculum. It's the the basic uh, teaching of it is people are have these innate intrinsic um, characteristics about them just because of the way that they were born. And it's. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, for him to say that he's never heard no, of it, it before it is baffles me. I guarantee I'm not going to say it's necessarily a lie, but it, he's heard of the principles. He might not have heard it said, hey, I don't know a quick race here. Because originally it started off as a judicial idea of like, so how does <clears throat> it's, it's standpoint epistemology? Like, so how does uh, justice or how does it look? Uh, how does injustice happen from the eyes of a certain viewpoint? Right. And that's where you get all that intersectionality. like. You have the mm-hmm. intersectionality score and all that. Like, so you might not have heard that if you didn't go to law school. But I, have a, I have a feeling if you're a history teacher, you should have a basic idea of all these philosophies all throughout. And if you don't, you probably then had a poor education. Like, like if you don't, if you've never heard of critical race theory, which it really blew up, I think, in the 90s, uh, but it certainly blew up 
<clears throat> as we're going through, like it's all over the place to the point where a couple of white guys that don't go to school, if, I've got an associate's degree, but certainly wasn't there. Um, it was a technical degree. I've got a technical degree. You don't have any college degree, but we know what critical race theory is. Yeah, I was too smart right? for college. And so who says he has a bachelor's degree or maybe even a master's degree doesn't know what critical race theory is. Yeah. <clears throat> well, he might be fibbing. He might be telling a lot. But then again, fibbing. he has no morality. That line is a problem. But what's next? Next, we are going to talk about the social emotional learning, SEL. Let me go ahead and pull this up on the screen. That way we can see it together. We can be a part of a group. All right. So what is SEL? SEL in education, social emotional learning is a methodology that helps students of all ages to better comprehend their emotions, to feel those emotions fully and demonstrate empathy for others. These learned behaviors are then used to help students make positive, responsible decisions, create frameworks to achieve their goals and build positive relationships with others. Sounds great, doesn't it? Nope. Yeah. Anytime I see the word empathy, I know that they're talking out of their ass. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the yeah, the great sin of it. It's all about the uh the perceived uh, um goals that they're trying to push on them. Um uh, we look over yeah. here, uh yeah, side note. If you've got time, go find Joe Rigney's uh the, the sin of the great sin of empathy empathy. It's on YouTube. It's a great talk. Um, and why what they're trying to push on us. But yeah. You're gonna have to text it to me because I'm probably gonna forget it. I don't have the greatest memory, but yeah, text it to me and I'll probably uh, provide That's a link great. for it. But uh over here, um, the Pioneer Institute um is a group of uh MDs, PhDs, JD. Not sure what that is. But they uh, they took a look into um, uh, this social emotional learning for the K through 12 education. Um, and their thoughts on it was it's one thing to direct your own moral, ethical and emotional development or that of your children. But having a government vendor or unqualified public school officials implement an SEL curriculum based on coffee table psychology is quite another. That's pretty much what it is. Is so they against it? Yeah, they're against it. They they think that it's uh, yeah. <clears throat> they have a problem with it pretty much because it's um the the government organization that's uh telling your kids what's good and how they should feel and what emotions they should be feeling on certain things. Because uh, we're gonna go through the five social emotional learning competencies right here so first is uh self-awareness to recognize your emotions and how they impact your behavior acknowledging your strengths and weaknesses to better gain confidence in your abilities Number yeah two. um being self-aware <clears throat> we'll kind of read through these sorry I could just go ahead no go ahead if you got something to say say it if you got uh, to say just... it <clears throat> No, go ahead. 
we'll hey, if you, want, if you want a popcorn this, you can go ahead and take the next one. Yeah, so self-management, to take control and ownership of your thoughts, emotions, and actions in various situations, as well as setting and working towards goals. So yeah, notice the first two is all about the self. Focusing on the self. self. Yeah, so inward, inward focusing, yeah, looking into ourselves. Um, and, and so again, if we're talking about neutrality, right, so, so what moral standard do we use to say that uh, what we do is right or wrong and how do we get to that? Uh, what goal should we be working towards? But they're just saying, hey, hey, just look at yourself. Like, are, are you doing good or not? Like a lot of, yeah. And uh, especially my problem Social with awareness. That. And uh, uh, my my big problem with it is uh, um, the the fact that it's coming from the teachers um, who are pushing this. Um, it's it's all going to be based off of what their moral acceptance is, and yeah, I think that yeah. should all be. And so it'll. So if I sent my child to a school that had a moral standard, let's say I sent it to. A uh, Christian school that said, this is our moral beliefs. And they had this encompassed around. I knew that I would expect my teachers of the students uh, of, of my kids to have an idea what right and wrong is. And I know what they're right and wrong is. Uh, when, I, when, a, when a parent sends their kids to a public school, I don't know if I'm sending them to a Buddhist. I don't know if I'm sending them to an atheist. I don't know if I'm sending them to a liberal Protestant Christian. Um, a Catholic, more likely an atheist or a liberal Protestant Christian. Um, and so I don't know what their moral compass is. I don't know if they think some sexual deviancy is okay. I don't know if they think that like murder is okay as long as that murder happens to be a baby that's not born yet in the womb. Uh, I don't know like yeah. what. The, and so I don't know their moral background. And so that's why I'm saying, hey, you should probably not be talking about moral philosophies in a pro or negative way. You could start like <clears throat> discussing these ideas from a neutral standpoint, kind of. Um, I don't expect them to stay neutral because it's impossible. Neutrality yeah. is a farce. Um, mm -hmm. You're either for something or you're against something. You sit here and say, uh, I'm going to neutrally. Um, it's one of the great lies of our times. If there's any neutrality in anything, there's not. There's no neutrality. No, yeah. So quit pretending that there is. Uh, <clears throat> uh, realize that what you're teaching is probably from a liberal, progressive, quasi-Christian standpoint where you want to use some of the Christian ethics uh, to batter yourself and to batter other people into your communist. Yeah, it's pretty much so the new, uh, their new religion so is uh, wokeism. Wokeism is their new religion, and that is where they're yeah, yeah. basing their moral compass from. It's whatever they want to do. And their God is the state. Yeah, and their God's the state. I mean, if you look at it, I thought it was interesting. Like, this is all coming from government uh, programs. And so the government should be free. Uh, supposedly free of uh, religion, but it's dripping in religiosity. Now, granted, it's not like <clears throat> it's not religion as, as we like to define it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the funniest joke I like to tell is uh, the easiest religion to troll is atheism. Right? And it just makes their heads go, oh, atheism mm -hmm. isn't a religion. Yeah, I know. I just trolled you. <laughs> right. uh, but anyways, social awareness, uh, the ability to put yourself in the shoes of another person who may be from a different background or culture uh, from the one you grew up with to act with empathy and an ethical manner with your home, school, and community. And so this is where I really have an issue. 
Um, so let's say, for instance, when I was in middle or when I was in elementary school, I became good friends with a kid that was from India. Their family came over. Um, <clears throat> there was no way as a as a elementary student that I could ever put myself in his shoes and really know what was going on with him. I couldn't have that empathy. And that's what empathy is. Empathy is uh, you're in the same situation and I feel what you're feeling. I can't, mm -hmm. I can't do that. Yeah, well, force these students to like, tell me what you, I can have sympathy. Like I can like be sympathetic to what's going on and not like in a, not that I look down on you, but just like, I don't know what you're going through, but I know what you're going through is difficult. And I can look at that, but I can't, I, I don't know what you're going through. And it's pretty bold to say, Hey, I can do that. Mm -hmm. um, you can tell me all the things you see from your viewpoint, but I'll never truly understand that. <clears throat> and that's what they're trying to tell these students you need to do. And so now they're trying to, I feel like they're trying to get them to achieve the impossible. Um, and in order to, and, and that, to make you a better, um, a better citizen, you need to achieve the impossible. You don't have to do that. <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, keep on going. I'm going to go with the next one. Uh, relationship skills. Uh, the ability to build and maintain healthy relationships with people from a diverse range of backgrounds. This competency focuses on listening to and being able to communicate with others peacefully, resolving conflict and knowing when to ask for or offer help. I wonder if yeah, uh, is, their diverse range. Pre huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. You're, I was just yeah. going to say, I wonder if their uh, diverse range of backgrounds uh, also uh, extends out to uh, conservative uh, backgrounds. I wonder uh, how they Moderate swing into that. Yeah. No, they'll just, they'll just make fun of conservative. The other thing is they're presupposing that peace is a good thing. Right? Again, that's going back to so what moral compass do you use to suppose that peace is uh, the the right way to resolve every conflict right mm -hmm. and so why is it the right way to resolve every conflict uh, if uh, sometimes it's not again they're at the pre yeah i would agree with that they're presupposing things you can't necessarily do unless you have the right worldview so you have to I'm not going to say that they have to spell everything out now. Like I'm not asking for uh, to be nuanced to death, but at the same time, they're presupposing something that we just have to accept at face value. Mm -hmm. Like there might be some, like <clears throat> I would say uh, that um, democracy and the American, they call it an experiment, but what we're trying to do in America, what the founding fathers did, I should not peacefully resolve my conflict necessarily with communists. Now, I'm not, that's not called arms. What I'm saying is that's not something to say, hey, you know what? The communists are all right. Let's just let them coexist with us. No, communism should be driven out, right? It's antithetical uh, to democracy. So social socialist democracy or what are they? Socialist democracy, whatever Bernie Sanders claims he is, right? Democratic uh, is socialism. It doesn't there we go. Yeah, it's it's dumb. Like you're, I'm not voting you in to take everything away. No. Like no. Like <clears throat> there, there's liberties and there are freedoms that are given to us by God, which is the whole foundation of this country. And I'm not going to vote you in to take those liberties and freedoms away from me 
and then say, I voted you to do that. So I'm all right with it. No. And so when I look at that and I say like, that's what I want to communicate this with somebody else. And I want to start off mm-hmm. peacefully, but at the same time, we don't necessarily need to let that idea float through and let it go. Like <clears throat> we always, de- like, they demonized McCarthy when he did his communist trials uh, back in the fifties and sixties, but that guy was on to something. Like he saw it. He, he saw mm-hmm. communism was mm-hmm. everywhere. And all we did was say, oh, McCarthyism wasn't all that bad. He, 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 had, he had a good thing going. It wasn't, it wasn't a terrible idea. What I'm saying is like, we should have seen the communism that was flowing up in our, in our ranks. Now it's everywhere and there's nothing we can do about it. Well, there is something we can do about it. But yeah, I mean, they're presupposing things. uh, I got a few ideas. Some things. Yeah. uh, Again, but they're, they want that again, you have to have a healthy relationship with people of diverse range of backgrounds. How far does that go? Like you said, how diverse does that range have to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about pedophiles, right? Is that, yeah. is that in their first range that they have to have a peaceful, healthy relationship with? No, I mean, there are people that are coming out saying we got to start calling them maps. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but So that's our, so, that train's already rolling. And so you start having to get And so again, what this boils down, what, what the issue is not necessarily like, is there right and wrong? But the issue is, do I want a public school teacher who I don't know where their morality stands telling my child what right and wrong is? I don't. I'm not going to send my kid to public schools. Uh, but as a taxpayer, do I want these? <clears throat> uh, more often than not, the likelihood is very high that they are trained um, socialist Democrats deciding what right and wrong is. Mm-hmm. Like you said, where do you feel about conservatives? I mean, because we just had a conservative bill come up and they said they're racist, right? And so they're mm-hmm. not going to be peaceful with racists, right? Right. For a simple, like, where was where was the healthy relationship and trying to have a peaceful resolving conflict? Are they going to have a peaceful resolve? Are they going to peacefully resolve a conflict with a Nazi? A white supremacist? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but. All right. The last. Uh social emotional learning competencies uh making responsible decisions choosing how to act or respond to a situation based on learned behaviors such as ethics safety weighing consequences and well-being of others as well as yourself yeah again so i mean I mean, that one, that one to me doesn't honestly sound all that bad. Um, uh, to me, I, I don't think that one is uh, being applied as much. It sounds a little bit like uh, uh, using a bit of critical thinking into that, uh, weighing your consequences and the well-being of others as well as yourself and all that. I don't think that's uh, – I don't think they're focusing too hard on that one, but – no, but again, there, the, in that is wrapped up moral judgments um, mm-hmm. because how and how it affects you. Yeah, and whose morals are you doing it by? Again, that's why I say there's no there's no neutrality there. So like uh, in school, they always told the golden rule was do under others as you would have do unto yourself. <clears throat> but why? Like there's no like just well, why? Yeah, why? That's well, just what you do. That's that's my uh, favorite response to people uh, on Twitter <laughs> whenever why? they say say anything that I think is crazy. I'm just like, why? yeah why like 
And so, like from a Christian standpoint, that like if if you believe in Jesus Christ, yeah, that makes sense. That's your point. Like, I would flesh that out a little more. <clears throat> but from uh, uh, so from a Unitarian, not as non-sectarian, atheistic, agnostic. I don't know what this is. This whole world, the nihilistic hedonism that they teach at schools. Why? <laughs> Why should I care about what happens to other people? And you don't have, they don't have an answer for that. And so they bring all this stuff up. Now you have to have an honest conversation. And so, and so what will play out and how that plays out is the teacher will use their morality to teach, which is what they should be doing. But what a parent should have is the right to understand what do you believe? What are you going to be teaching my students? Like, <clears throat> I believe fully that God, God gave parents the authority and the job to educate their children, right? Mm -hmm. So if I send them off to another school, I should be able to know what are you going to teach my child? Oh, I'm going to teach you broad topics. There's no such thing as that. Like, don't, don't lie to me. Quit mm -hmm. playing me a fool. You're going to teach them something. You're going to have morality back behind it. What's it going to say? Right. Let me know. Like, I might like it or I might not like it. And if I pull my kid out, I pull my kid out. Like, See, that, <clears throat> that, that's, a, that's a problem that I have whenever you hear these uh, teachers talking. They're always saying, like, my students, my kids, no, they're not your kids. They are someone else's kids. Yeah. And one, you're getting paid with taxpayer dollars. So you need to uh, respect the wishes of the parents, yeah. the taxpayers. It's not your decision. Right. Yeah, it's not your kids. You're not in charge of it necessarily. Like, so I've, I've allowed you to educate my child or the parent has allowed you to educate their anymore, child. They've just, anymore, they've just become uh, glorified babysitters. Yeah, for the most part. And they would, uh, and some of them would agree with that. I know, I've talked to teachers before and some of their biggest complaints was uh, before this, obviously before this whole critical race theory, thing, some of the biggest complaints was that parents weren't involved enough in their child's mm -hmm. life to have any consequences. Well, yeah. once you get a parent involved in that child's life, like if I'm super serious about my kid's education, I'm going to know what they're learning, why they're learning it, and how I can help them at home. So like if they're mm -hmm. struggling with something, like that's my job as a dad or my wife's job <clears throat> as a mother to help them get through that situation, whether it's trigonometry or whether it's history. Like I want to know what they're trying to learn and what they're trying mm -hmm. to catch. And I want to understand that idea. Like that's what a caring parent will do. Are there bad parents out there? Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. But they're telling us, like through the, the whole pushing down of this bill, that they want us to be bad parents. They don't want me to know what they're teaching. Mm -hmm. hey, that's why I said, hey, if we're going to have uh, cameras for cops, let's have cameras for teachers. Yeah. Like, what are you hiding? What are you afraid of? Like, the whole point that kids, like, that teacher in that video was they assume that this is happening, but it's not really happening. Okay. Then show us what's happening. So prove it. Like, <laughs> prove it. Like, prove it. Oh, this is happening. You're just. Burning the proof is on you. That was like, all right, <clears throat> I'm not stealing anything. Well, hey, let me check your pockets. Oh, no, you can't check hmm, your pockets. Don't check my pockets. Oh, you can't do that. Like, I don't have any drugs on me. Let me check your pockets. No, no, no. No, no. no. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. You just <laughs> you just assume I have drugs. That's that's on you, not on me. Well, okay, well, let me clarify. Prove your innocence. <laughs> right. Nope, I won't do that. Ah. But all right, I think uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap this episode up. Uh, we yeah, might uh, time, time to come again. Might uh, might do a continuation of this. Uh, there were some other things that I wanted to get into with this uh, episode. Uh, 
but we're running over an hour right now. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's close her down. Uh, I think my closing remarks would be this. I think as, as it stands right now, it's impossible for a conservative or a Christian to sit by and say, I'm going to send my child to get a public education and, and have good conscience about it. In my mind, oh, yeah. um, you should be pulling your kid out of school. Um, you should be homeschooling if you can. I would recommend classical conversations or some sort of classical Christian education um, mm -hmm. from that or a local Christian school like where you have influence in how that kid's educated. Now, I'm not saying you need to set up the curriculum top to bottom, but as a parent, you should honestly be invested that much in your kids education that you could do that mm -hmm. um, these these teachers god bless them for what they're doing but quit lying to me about your neutrality you don't have neutrality quit lying about that quit lying sick of the lies <laughs> lie to me. playing me a fool i ain't a fool i know what I you're doing fool. yeah um but yeah this was fun i'd love to be back on i'd love to harass brad a little bit more <laughs> yeah i was really hoping that uh he was going to be able to make it but he just couldn't get back from uh ukraine fast enough yeah so. well uh, yeah god bless him for fighting for gay men to get pregnant i guess that's that's hey that's on him i'm, I'm not saying i do the same thing one it can't happen uh two <laughs> the best thing uh for them to try to be fighting for but uh yeah hey you always got to fight for something i guess I heard it was a new fly zone, so maybe he parachuted in and hiked it from Poland. I don't know. Oh, he has his ways. He's a sneaky bastard. Sneaky, sneaky. But uh, yeah, um, go ahead and uh, check us out um, on Facebook. You can find uh, a couple of Hoosiers podcasts, searching it in. Uh, go ahead and send me a request for an invite. Um, you can find me on uh, social media. I'm on Twitter as R underscore wing Hoosier. Uh, you can find me on Gab as the same thing. Yeah. Pretty sure. Uh, let me verify that real quick. I'm uh, not looking at my uh, stuff right now and kind of just talking. Let me verify my. Yes. Find me. Uh, at all at all social media sites as uh r underscore wing hoosier that includes twitter gab and getter although i'm not using uh getter all the all that often i don't really trust that site but yeah well uh you don't have to look for me on the on the facebook or the twitter i'm there but you wouldn't know it so <laughs> You wouldn't know it. I was actually know. surprised the other day. I got a, uh, I got a uh, follow from you on Gab. I was like, "Hey, yeah. somebody's listening to me." Yeah, I listened. I thought I'd get on there, I'd follow you, but then I don't ever get on there and actually. Look at it. I, 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 yeah, honestly, the most that I'm on is uh, is Facebook and uh, Twitter. I like to just go yeah. on Twitter and find random conversations like and insert myself into them, and just see yeah. what uh, wonderful messes I can make. Twitter has some good stuff. I usually follow like the weird evangelical Christian stuff uh, and the battles that are going on there. I've been off of it for a little bit. A little I try to find time. the craziest leftist to follow and just see what they say. And just every once in a while, just ask them why. They got some wild stuff out there. But yeah, <clears throat> don't follow. If you want to follow somebody, I'd, I'd say you follow Ricky. Uh, the people that I follow the most are the guys over at the Fight Left Peace Network. I look them up. Uh, Cross politic and then uh, the rest of the gang out there. They're they're a good group to follow on the Facebook. 
on Twitter. Uh, the most important to follow, the most important to follow, follow Jesus, follow God. Follow Jesus, yes. Bow to me to Christ, either now or you'll do it later. <laughs> For sure. Amen. Definitely. Well, thanks for having me on, Ricky. I'd love to come back and chat with you. I got to get got to get going to bed. Got a cranky newborn that's saying, hey, it's time for bed, Dad. <laughs> well, up, so. you have fun with that. You enjoy it. And, yes, definitely going to have you back on soon. Um, everybody, it's been real. Take it easy.